guys, my name is Destiny J, and I am the host of the Parlay Podcast. Parlay Podcast. On this show, we talk about random stuff that's happening in the world, and it could be anything. But today, we're going to talk about some of your faves. Uh, Meek Mill. Mm, your president. Faith Evans. A man who needs some special attention and got some special recognition and I got my special guest Miss Adina Howard so if you want to be a freak like her stay tuned first and foremost y'all's president is the worst now I'm not talking about this because I like super duper care about politics I'm talking about this because y'all super duper care about politics so uh, your president has went to uh, Russia and had a meeting with uh, Vladimir Putin and then says that Russia is no longer a threat. Right. Which is fine. And that he said that we're doing very, very well. Where? Because I'm still looking, you know, from the eyes of a black person in America and I don't see where we're doing well at all. So I don't even know what he's talking about. People are wanting to know why in this meeting with Vladimir Putin that Trump did not yell, did not scream, was not angry, was not combative, was not argumentative with Putin because everybody says that, you know, Russia basically is out to get us. Russia, um, had something to do they they said that russia had something to do with uh the 2016 election um there there's a bizarre relationship right there um but i feel like we still got too many things to deal with here in america and we got too many issues that we're dealing with here for me to even give a shit about this russia shit but y'all's president ain't shit ain't shit and this is where white people get scared because you know they want to know what what they're talking about in these meetings why this meeting was so long why everybody was laughing and haha you know kiki and, and why was the president not really uh addressing the the real issues that he needs address needs to address so a lot of people are confused. A lot of people feel weird. A lot of people are, you know, saying that he's committing treason. When um, all of these things are possible, but yet, what are y'all going to do about it? Because this is what happens when you elect somebody that has no idea what the fuck they're doing as president. Moving on. Meek Mill could possibly get a new trial, which is a great thing. By the way, um, if you don't know, Meek Mill has uh, been locked up, you know, from last year, November last year. And I think he was released in April and he may get a new trial because the judge that oversaw his case, Miss Judge Brinkley, is a fucking asshole. So he was she was using a very, very old probation violation as a means to convict him. And send him to prison, which, which is bullshit anyway, in his home. It was just fucking bullshit. But on top of that, you know, you wanted somebody to hear one of your family members mixtapes. Meek Mill wasn't trying to hear that shit because he wasn't there for that. And you got mad. And what did you do? Reach way, way. You reached, reached, pulled this sentence out your ass. And then thought that you were going to be able to um, hold yet another black man down for no fucking reason at all. So I just, I just don't understand how you even can sleep at night knowing that that's what you've done. Knowing that you just helped sentence another black man and you, a black judge yourself. How dare you? And this is... This is the reason why we get we get in these high places and we don't look out for our own. Meek Mill didn't kill anybody. 
you know, he didn't injure anybody. It was, you know, for uh, old, something, it was something about him traveling and he wasn't supposed to be traveling because he was on probation and that was therefore a violation. And so that was me to send this man to prison, which the crime don't, don't, don't fit, you know, the crime doesn't, doesn't fit the punishment. So it's just unfortunate that, um, we can't get it together that we cannot get it together but meek i wish you the best i hope you do get a new trial a fair trial um and you know i hope they don't lock you up no more because you make better music when you come out of jail faith evans faith evans so clearly faith evans makes bad decisions but I'm not here to talk about her decision-making as much as I'm here to basically say, girl, what the fuck are you doing? Girl, what the fuck? So if you have not read or heard or seen or anything, Faith Evans, Biggie's wife, Biggie's widow, has gotten married to Stevie J. I don't know if she's been seeing what's going on, but that nigga got like a, a billion kids. Okay. He got like 37 kids and he owes a bunch of money in child support. And guess what? He got a fresh ass baby by Jocelyn Hernandez. Fresh, just fresh. Bella Bonnie is not even, or I think that's her name, but she's not even a year old or she may just be a year old. I don't know, but she's fresh. Like, Faith, his problems are now your problems. Do you realize that? The picture that the media has painted of Stevie J owing all this money to these kids that he apparently doesn't take care of financially, those are now your problems. I just hope she signed a prenup because she's getting to her money and he's not. Q A email DM Q A email DM. Damn. In this segment of the show, this is where I read your emails or DMs and answer your questions. So today's question is: In a year from now. What exactly do you want to be doing? Not what you think, but what you want to be doing. So in a year from now, I already have it mapped out. I should be traveling. I should be um, getting more sponsors and I should still be continuing to do my shows. Now, with that being said, uh, I have to still keep that vision in mind and still keep working and still keep setting my goals. Um, but this year I really didn't do much traveling. Um, I'm really trying to build. I'm still in the building stages, whether you believe it or not. Um, and I'm trying to, um, well, not I'm trying to. I hate that I use words like I'm trying to because these are things that I'm actually doing. So I have my um, list of celebrities that I would want to interview. So hopefully, not hopefully, I will. I will be interviewing the people that I want to interview um, that, that are on my like dream list. And I will be traveling and I will be living my life like it's golden. So if you guys have any other questions, don't hesitate to email me at parlaywithdes, that's P-A-R-L-E-Y-W-I-T-H-D-E-S at gmail.com, or you can just hit me up on the internet in my DMs. Now it's time for the one-on-one portion where we get to talk, relax, and get intimate with this conversation. Oh, she out here holding on a podcast. No, I'm not. I'm just trying to do an interview. So thank you. Welcome back. Um, this is our segment where we do our interviews. And this woman needs no introduction. She is Adina Howard. I mean, the world knows who she is. 
We know who you are. Isn't that crazy? We know who you are. Everybody knows who you well, are. Well, everybody doesn't know, but enough people know. A, a, it's a it's a large chunk of people. I haven't met anybody that didn't know who you were yet. Not today. I I have met people that have no idea. Isn't really? that amazing? I love it. I bet you do. I do. Like you don't know me. Oh, that's fabulous. Great. <laughs> <laughs> but which means we don't have to talk about me, and I'm so okay with that. <laughs> so, thank you for joining me. You're so welcome. I I really do appreciate it because you didn't have to, but you did. And we appreciate it. You know, every, everything serves a purpose. We've got good, bad, or indifferent. And so this obviously serves a purpose, and I'm going to do my best to sow seed. All right. That's all we can ask for. So we can honestly say that you were one of the pioneers who made it cool to, you know, for it to be acceptable for women to express their sexuality. More so in your case through R&B music, which wasn't really happening around that time. So what made you decide to go this route with your musical career? I think the the path really was already written. Um, and I just chose to go down, down that road. The, the path that has, that needed to be blazed, that needed to be tilled, whatever you want to call it. Um, it was a part of me that, I like to express and it was like why not do it through music initially um when we went to go record actually say after the fact wasn't even initially because I had recorded Freak Like Me as a demo then it was time to get into the studio and do it professionally and make sure it was high quality and um there was a moment where I was like "Mm, I don't want to do this and when I thought about it after the fact hindsight is 2020 it was the responsibility I think when I initially at that moment, hesitated to say, oh, I don't want to do this. Uh, but once I got over that, that fear or, because a lot of people don't know that I used to be shy, you know, as a little girl. And so I think some of that still exists. And in that moment, I was just kind of like, mm, this is going to be a lot of responsibility. I don't know if I want to do this. And I was, you know, gently and lovingly coached and uh, create, made the song and, created an era uh, and a movement, so to speak, where it was okay to be liberated and, and embrace your sexuality. I was able to do it. That was like, I didn't see anything why other women wouldn't or they were, were not doing it. I'm like, aren't we all doing this? <laughs> like, this is what we should be doing. Yeah, I mean, I think that, I think that you, you kind of, open up the doors for that discussion. And I know that this is not the first time that you heard this, but it's so important because, you know, people aren't really talking about these things. And when you're not talking about these things, you never know what's going on. You could be doing something wrong. You could be doing something right. You could be, you know, um, when you have conversations, it just opens your mind to another echelon of that conversation. And so I think that you made it so that women were looking at themselves and were appreciating themselves and were able to say, you know what, I'm, I'm, I should not be ashamed of myself. I should not be ashamed of my body. I should be able to be who I am. And I think that that whole sex appeal aspect is what was missing at that time, because in 95, 94, like you just didn't see it like that. You just didn't see it, especially on a mainstream level. And I remember I wasn't. I wasn't that old. I think in 95, I was like seven or eight. But I remember that was my mom's jam. You couldn't tell her nothing. <laughs> no, no, nobody was a freak like her. <laughs> and That's I did And we were singing it and we're children. We don't know what we saying, but we know that we right. singing it and it's a bop. So, you know, I just think that that is so cool from that time to still be relevant and to still have this song that basically kind of changed history for, you know, the, the black music industry at that time. Wow. Well, I'm glad to be a part of it, to have been um, present to win because um, it means a lot to me to be able to you know, bless people. However, that blessing comes, um, 
for some people, like, well, how is that a blessing? I'm sure they're probably thinking that. But it's, it's like any time you can set somebody free or help them set themselves free, that's a blessing. Because a lot of times we imprison ourselves with the conditionings and the culture and the traditions that take place in, this, you know, in our upbringing. And to be able to um, help deliver someone from their, their mental you know, imprisonment, it's a beautiful thing. It is. And I'm absolutely. grateful to have been a part of that for sure. Absolutely. Not everybody can do that. That, that is a skill set in its own. You know, and if you yes. can connect with people in a way that makes such a huge impact, that that's a, that's a huge responsibility and it's a huge blessing. It is a, it's a, it's huge is an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I gladly, gladly carry that um, badge of honor to be able to, you know, with my back straight and head high, to be able to say that yeah, I was a part of that. So where do your singing abilities come from? Who in your family? Um, my mom used to sing. Growing up, my mother used to sing in a local band in Grand Rapids, Michigan, uh, where I'm from. And she would sing around the house all the time. And one day, I guess she thought I could sing. <laughs> and made me sing more often than not, more than I care to. To be honest with you, it was always a Dina sing, a Dina sing, a Dina sing. It's like, oh no, I don't wanna. <laughs> don't make me. why. And it's because I said so. Yeah, <laughs> so, she's a mama. Right. And so I, because of her, uh, hearing her and her making me sing, it's it's what it ended up being. I tell people all the time, I didn't choose the industry. Um, I didn't choose music. This this opportunity, this gift, this blessing chose me. It was written for me. Yeah, I can believe that, though. And the reason why I can believe it is because if you fast forward a little bit, here you are. You just you just straight off of Essence Fest, right? Yes. Here yes. you are still. This is a career that half the people, probably more than half the people in the industry could wish for. You know, the longevity the hits, because that's always money. Yeah, always. you do it right. Yeah. You do it right. It's all about, you know, being business savvy and having the right people around you as well, because you can be an enterprise and um, not realize the potential that you have because you don't have the people around you, you don't have the, the vision or the people around you to have the vision to see something greater for yourself. Or if you see it, they're able to help you execute it. And I've been blessed to have people around me to um, see my visions, share my visions, um, and help me to see their vision for, for my, my journey and my purpose and being able to successfully execute it. It's, it's truly been an honor. And uh, it's very important that you have those people who know more than you do on your team. Because if, if you're the smartest person on your team, you're not getting anywhere more often than not. Because you always need people to help take you to the next level and everyone should know more than you. So that way you're growing and you're learning and right. becoming better and doing better. Absolutely. I absolutely agree with that statement. A hundred and ten percent, because a lot of people think that, you know, they are subject matter experts and that they know it all. And that's just simply not true. It's and just... I recognize I don't know it all. I, I recognize that I know nothing at all. How about that? Hey. <laughs> like, so that 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 leaves you more susceptible for growing and for taking in this information because hey, we know nothing else. Right. <laughs> there you go. So I should be a sponge in taking a lot in and 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 studying and making sure I know who's who and what's what because you know there's a lot of fake news out here. Yeah. Now more so than mm. ever is so right. It's so bad. It is so bad yeah. because it's like there's so many avenues for you to see it. Anytime you pick up your phone, right. anytime you walk down the street, anytime you look at TV, it's just so much information. And you, it's like, okay, where's the filter? And and when you do have a filter, you have to be careful who's filtering, you know, the information. Right. Right. I'm it's very more often than not. It's like ignorance is bliss for them because it's in their favor. Right. Right. And people aren't conscious of what they're even looking at. And they're not conscious of, you know, the things that they put in their psyche. Like you can't unsee certain things. 
and you can't unhear certain things. Right. And people aren't realizing that like more, more recently, um, the death of XXX Tentacion when he passed away and they, and I don't know if you saw it or not, but, um, when he passed away, they had videos of his, of his body. Yeah. See, I, that right there for me, it's too much. uh, Somebody told me about that. And I was just like, you know what? I have no desire to be exposed to that. Right. Yeah. But it's on social media. I don't care that it's on social media. I don't, I have no desire to exploit someone's death on any level. In addition to, it's a disrespect to the families who lost someone. Now, I don't didn't know the young man didn't listen to his music. Probably wouldn't have cared to listen to his music when it's all said and done mm-hmm. in real life. However, he's still a human being, Absolutely. and that human being had a family, and those people were grieving, and and you were so detached and disrespectful to the point where you thought it was okay to put that out there like that and for this to circulate for family, their friends, their loved ones to see that on a consistent basis. Really? Mm-hmm. How insensitive. It, and it's, it's crazy. Cause every, every time I, I didn't, I didn't actually watch the video, but when you scroll down the timeline and you see it, man, I'm unfriending anybody. And I told, I told everybody, I don't want to see that. I'm unfriending you get that mess off of here. Because right. I don't, I don't, I can't, I cannot, I'm very, very careful with what I look at. Very, very careful. You have to be, you have to be the, our, our, our society. I don't know about anybody else's, but this nation has become desensitized in such a way where we lack respect on so many levels yet we, the, the, the sense of entitlement has skyrocketed. It's just so ridiculous, the society that we live in today. People don't appreciate one another People don't respect themselves. Um, it, it's just such a way right now where it's like, where are we headed? Right. It's like, scary. Where is it? I, I don't care about any other country. I live in this one. Where is this country headed? Because right now it looks like hell in a handbasket. Right. And it and it and does. it's burning up quickly. It does. You see the 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 women now on Instagram. It's it's becoming. Just a place Sodom for and Gomorrah. Yes, sex <laughs> like Babylon. It's, Just it's it's so crazy. This oh, but you know what? It has to get worse before it get better. Right. And as long as you play your role in the healing process and and helping create solutions and not being a part of the problem, I think we'll be all right. Yeah. And whatever's written is is written. We just need to play our role and stay in our lane. And if you don't know your purpose, your role, your lane, figure it out. Because you're not here just to exist. You're here because you serve a purpose. And if you're not serving your purpose, you'll be one of those individuals who will be moved on to the next. And somebody's going to take your place because you're useless. Because God don't play that. Right. You're not here just just to exist. This life wasn't given to you just to exist. It is here to, for you to be a blessing in any way, shape, form, or fashion, good, bad, or indifferent. Figure it out. Otherwise, your life is going to be miserable, and you're going to be looking at everybody else. Why are they moving on? You haven't because you haven't figured out your purpose. Yep. And, and, and that's, that's all that you can say about that. No more, no less. You need to figure it out. Everybody has a purpose. Like you just said, everybody has one. There's a reason why you not are here on this planet. And it's not to sit there and, and, and Instagram a dead body sure ain't. on social media or, or, or any platform that has nothing to do with helping. Absolutely. I absolutely agree. I'm glad. This, it's, it's refreshing to hear other people than my, my immediate social circle talk about these things because you, you, you sometimes start to believe that you're crazy. Because, oh, I know I'm a little insane. I mean, yeah. that's just the reality. Because it's like, just like, why is I know I'm a little crazy. It's okay, though. Like, why isn't anybody else talking about this? Why doesn't anybody else see this? This is wrong. Like, what is going on? What is happening? And People it, see it, but that's the problem. There's, our society has become um, a culture of observers. We, you know, a society of observers. Our culture has become that. 
where we just take out a phone and we videotape, we, we observe. We, we're not actively involved. We just People just stand on the sidelines and say, oh, I, so they can say that I saw that. Crazy. That's what we, you know, this country has gotten down to. I said, where are the doers? I'm tired of you talking. I'm tired of you hashtagging. What are you doing? Have you reached out to a young man or a young woman to help them do better? Have, matter of fact, have you reached out to help your damn self? <laughs> the nine times out of ten, the answer is probably no. Nine times out of ten. You know, it's like, really? Yeah. That our society has become so freaking sad. It really, really has. I mean, I don't know. I don't even want to talk about it no more, really, because I feel like <laughs> moving on. <laughs> I feel like that's that's in some ways is beating a dead horse. But um, I want to I want to fast forward to something that I saw, though, while we're talking about, okay. you know, being observers and whatnot. So I saw a choreographer do a dance and choreograph a dance to T-shirt and my panties. And mm -hmm. I was watching one of your interviews and you said that it didn't, that song didn't really chart as well as you would, would have hoped or liked it to chart, but it was very, very popular. And I was wondering how exactly does that happen? What do you mean? How does what happen? Like, how does a song not, not chart well, but is still very popular amongst your fan base and the people you know, who go to your shows? Because it's about the people. It's not about um, the companies, the labels, the businesses. It's about the people. The music was created for the people. So if they're really wanting to know about an artist and they're really wanting to delve into what the artist does and what they have out, they're going to find it. You, you don't necessarily have to push it, back it, you know, put money behind it to promote it. If they get wind of it, and all they need is a whiff, and then it's out the door. And that just shows the power of the people, and they choose. You know, granted, they try to shove certain things down our throats. Right. But we have a tendency to go find those jewels, those gems, that be like, yep, you know what, I, I got to show this off. I got to make sure people hear about this. And that was one of the things that happened. And I, the rule soundtrack from the movie Woo uh, with Jada Pinkett Smith and um, Tommy Davidson definitely was a vehicle for that song to get out there and for people to hear it. And um, they gravitated to it. That's what's up. I, I just didn't understand that because when I was like, how is it very popular, but it's not charting? I don't understand. But because you know. Well, see, the thing is, when you when a label decides that they want to put money behind it, and they do everything necessary to make it chart, um, making sure it's, it's registered with whatever BMI, ASCAP, CSAC, um, making sure that it's in all of the outlets and so on and so forth to, for it to be readily available to the different outlets. Then it blows up. You know, you got billboard and so on and so forth. It's a whole campaign that goes behind it. And it's, it's more of the political aspect of the business. This was more organic when it came to T-shirt and panties. People are like, you know what? I, I, I just heard a little bit of it. Somebody was singing it. Somebody was playing it. And it just took off. Because you don't need, what we have to understand is back in the day when you wanted to promote, the best type of advertisement is word of mouth. It's not, you know, the radio and Internet and so on and so forth. It's when people get to running their mouths and talking that people begin to hear what, you know, what's out there. Hmm. That's that's very interesting. I always I you know, I just I'm not in the music industry, of course. So this is like, you know, this is new to me, but I just. That was I found but that word of mouth. It doesn't even matter, honestly, whether it's the music industry or the fashion industry or radio or whatever. What you do in everything, anything word of mouth. Yeah, that problem. If somebody likes something, they're going to go run and tell it to the next person. And then that that person may try it and like it or hear it and like it. And then it, it, just, it spreads. Word of mouth has always been and will forever be the best form of advertisement.
any business, hands down. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you've heard it. So, uh, it's making that. But don't just do that solely. (laughs) (laughs) But don't just do that solely. (laughs) You know, it's a well-oiled machine. You need many, many components, but word of mouth definitely is something that you do not want to take for granted. So, um, Recently, well, kind of recently, uh, Tiana Taylor and Chris Brown um, and Jacquees, they've all sampled um, your songs. Freak Like Me. Yep. Mm-hmm. So how often do people contact you about sampling your songs? Oh, my gosh. Too many times. Way too many times. Um, first of all, I didn't write the song. I wish I did. Some guys out of Baltimore, Maryland called Mass Order had, you know, wrote the song. But I definitely get, geez, um, I actually just got somebody that hit me up a week or so ago about, and they just did the song. Mm-hmm. Um, man, it's probably several times in a month. Within a year, it, it could easily be a hundred plus people that have reached out to me about that damn song because they've redone it in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Right. Dang. I wish you had wrote it too. Right, I know, right? Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean... so that publishing money would be lovely. Right, because they, they it's definitely still relevant. They're definitely yeah. still using it. Um. So I know you 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 have another love, which is uh, cooking and acting. Yeah. So, which what what craft do you like better? Do you like the acting, the singing, or the cooking better, and why? Um, I like cooking better. I love to sing. Don't get me wrong, but cooking um, it's another form of seduction. It is. It, it, it's so hard to explain. I can really prepare and do my thing. I can plan it. it. There's the unexpected happens when people taste my food. Uh, it's it's a pleasant surprise to many, many people, and it feeds my narcissism, which is a beautiful thing. You know, instant <laughs> gratification. <laughs> the instant gratification. You know, when when people first taste my food it's just like yeah I got you uh-huh now you're not going anywhere <laughs> it, you know it's, <laughs> it's all a trap it's all a trap um if that's if for me that's it because I know without a shadow of a doubt I'm a beast in the kitchen there's no doubt in my mind about my cooking my singing I have my moments where I'm like well that was good I could do better oh that was terrible what the hell was that you know but my, my food yeah I'll break it in the hammer time. Can't touch this. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> like, <laughs> What's your favorite thing to cook? I just love feeding people. So that for me, it doesn't matter. And oh, then I okay. love the challenge of making something that I have no idea how to make. If they say do it, I'll figure it out and slam it the first time. Hey, that that's a gift. That is a gift. Yeah. Not everybody can do that. That see, you just you just have all these talents and stuff. <laughs> People must have really hated you. People must have. You know, I I did have some enemies out there, but you know, like they say, allow them to be. Let let your haters be your motivators. Right. You know, do one up yourself by doing that much better just to piss them off that much more. Hmm. You know what? But they they gonna still be mad. And then they go right. Mad, so you might as well just be. You <laughs> might as well just walk in your greatness. Right. <laughs> just walk in your greatness. Like screw it. You are gonna hate me anyway. So right. I might as well just go ahead and just make you that much angrier. You right. get your jelly on. Mm-hmm. Cause it ain't affecting nothing over this way. Right. Right. Oh, it, see, people are just confused. They just don't get it. <laughs> they just don't get it. There's a gentleman, I can't think of his name, and I hate that I can't think of his name right now, but he has these T-shirts that he sends me, No Hater Shall Prosper. Mm. We're going to find and him. And I rock those T-shirts on a regular. He's, he's on Instagram, and I, oh, i, I got to make sure I get his name to you. But the T-shirts everything, No Hater Shall Prosper. And yeah. that's so true. And I'm going to buy me several shirts. 
I'm gonna buy me several. So we gonna find yeah. him. Yeah, gonna I'm gonna make sure I get that. He, yes. And we gonna shout him out and, and get get him some a little some coins in his pocket. Cause okay. I mean, that's a that's a that's a beautiful idea. Cause we all got right. Him. We all got him. So and they need to know your hating ain't gonna prosper. No, show sure not not over not over here. <laughs> so we um. I'm I'm in Jacksonville, Florida, and recently, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> so recently, you did Funk Fest, and I know you got your feet wet um, with the public speaking engagements. Was that here in Jax? Yes. So how did it go? It was amazing. I loved every moment of it. Uh, it at first, I was nervous, but then again, I'm always nervous when it comes to doing something publicly, even. Being on stage as Adina Howard, um, I still get nervous. Really? But it was, um, yeah, absolutely. Because I always want to do my best. And, again, contrary to popular belief, um, I I still have an element of shyness. uh, And I want to always make sure that I exceed expectations. So that's always the, the mindset of, Lord, you know, when I go out here, no matter what I'm doing, I pray that I exceed expectation because I know regardless of where the bar is set high or in between, there's an expectation that is expected for me to exceed. And I want to make sure that I do exactly that. I'm very much a pleaser and I want to make sure that people are pleased when they come to hear me speak or hear me sing or watch me do what I do, period. Well, that's a, that's a wonderful work ethic to have because a lot of people don't care that much. But we're not going to talk about those people that don't care that much. We're talking about the people that <laughs> right. do care. But yeah. but this is the thing. I am I am my brand. You know, I am my business. Adina Howard is a business. I am an enterprise. And I pay my bills. If I am not representing the way that I'm supposed to represent and do what I'm supposed to do, that means I'm messing with my money. I don't like for people to mess with my money, let alone me. You know, so if I'm not going to allow you to mess up my money, I'm sure not about to mess up my money. Well, a lot of people um, need to take notes. (laughs) 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 That's that's all I can say is they need to take notes because, you know, we ain't all on the same page. I'm here to tell you. We ain't all <laughs> no, but that's why everybody. That's why the people that aren't you know aren't doing the thing. That's why they're where they are where they are, because if you're not handling your business, and you can't figure out why you're not ahead and why you're running in place, why you're standing still, you need to look in the mirror. You are responsible for you. No one else is responsible for your actions and you moving forward and getting ahead and falling behind or whatever the case may be. You are responsible for writing your story. You are responsible for moving you ahead. And whatever is holding you back, you need to check yourself and not somebody else. Yeah. You do. Because it's a responsibility. You do. <laughs> yeah, but it's a responsibility. And, and people don't people don't understand that. You, you cannot allow people to just do anything around you, for you, to you. You have to say Because something. you're, you're going to be held accountable. Right. It's like you're not exempt just because it's happening to you doesn't mean that you're exempt from being accountable because you allowed it to happen. Right. That is your responsibility. Whatever happens to you, except for when you're a a child, a baby, and you have absolutely no control over it. But when you become an adult, you you are in your right mind. You are responsible and accountable for what happens. So don't be pointing the finger finger in in place and blame. Uh. No, because but but when you do start to grow, you won't even feel right doing that anyway. Right, exactly. It won't. It's not. It's not a natural thing anymore because it's like you're instantly gonna think of, well, what could I have done different? And that's when Absolutely. you know that you've you've grown and that you are growing. So I'm not. Absolutely. I'm not gonna hold you too much longer. My last question comes from. Did I even answer your question about the yes, speaking? You did. Okay, just making sure you know I get the run of my mouth. <laughs> okay. I love it. <laughs> I lo- it would be very awkward if you weren't. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, so she doesn't speak during interviews. Okay. <laughs> this is new. Um, <laughs> um, right. So this next question comes from my mother and she was very excited. Like I said, when I told her that we booked you and, um, she wants to know how do you feel 
about the industry and how the industry treats women um, now as opposed to how they treat men? And what are some of the differences that you've noticed from when you started to now? Okay, that was a loaded question. Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> how, how do I feel about the industry now? Mm, I don't really feel anything about the industry. It, it is what it is. It's, it's going to be what it always has been, a machine that can be utilized to make money. It is an, it's an enterprise. It's a corporation. It's a business. And you just need to figure out how to utilize it for you to benefit from it. So I don't really think much about it. Um, never. I don't think I really ever have I, since I've been in it. Because like I said, I didn't choose this. It chose me. And being that I was chosen for this and I didn't do my homework, so to speak, I had to go through certain, you know, fall through certain, you know, holes and pitfalls and, and, and go through my growing pains. Um, but I'm grateful for that because now I know better. So now that I know better, I'm able to do better and I'm able to help other people do better. So what I see is exactly what it is for. It's, 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 we live in corporate America. Hello. Right. It's a corporation. It's a business. So I don't think much about it other than how can I get my money out of this? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I ain't going to hoop holler and, you know, and, custom fuss about it's like okay how can I utilize the system the way that it wants to utilize me one of the things I'm in the process uh, of doing a tv show working on one and the gentleman the gentleman that approached me he said to me I want to help you get back to where I feel you need to be so that I can get to where I want to be I want to ride your coattail so I'm gonna help you succeed and if I help you succeed I'm going to be able to succeed to succeed and so I look at the industry the same way okay you're wanting to succeed off of me, and I'm going to allow you to do that. And in the process of you benefiting off of me, I'm going to ride the coattail of you and me and benefit as well. Mm-hmm. So it's really, I'm just looking at it from a beneficial, you know, financial standpoint. That's how I look at it these days. So when it comes to feelings, I just want to deal with facts and how can I get my money. Right. No feelings involved. No. Not in your business. I mean, that's. That, write a song about it. You know? <laughs> and keep moving and make money off of it. It's, it's really, I don't feel any kind of way about it. Um, how, when, it looks at, when I look at the, the young ladies and how the business is treating women, um, one of the things that I will say is women are not powerless. So, However, women are being treated. We have to take responsibility for that as women in this industry and say, okay, we're not going to allow this to happen. Um, one of the things, one of the ways that I'm helping others is to teach, to let them know how to be successful in this industry with getting the right management, making sure you're paying taxes, and making sure you understand the publishing and mechanicals and yada, yada, yada. So for me, it's one of those. I don't feel any kind of way, so to speak, because when I look at the Nicki Minaj's and then I look at myself and I look at all of the other women, we have the ability, the power, the control to say, no, I'm not going to put myself out there like that. If they say, well, if you don't, then you're not going to be successful. If you decide that you want to drink the Kool-Aid, okay, then you're going to go and do what it is you are, you know, you're going to sell yourself short and, and end up doing something that you really have no desire to do. That's on you. If you, in my mind, if you're not that strong enough to say, no, I don't want to do this because I don't want to sell sex or I don't want to, whatever it is, you, you ha- we all have to have our own individual backbone. Because, again, it's all about responsibility and accountability. Now, some of these young ladies now these days, they're, they're wearing a whole heck of a lot less than what I wore. But then I have to remember the generations before me said the same thing about me. Yep. So who am I to judge anybody? I made my decision based off of what I felt I needed to do, what I wanted to do, and did it. Lessons learned, grateful for them, and I will pass, you know, that wisdom on, that knowledge and wisdom, it will be shared. But we all individually, male and woman alike, we have responsibilities 
to do right by ourselves in order to be able to reach and teach and do right by other people. So I don't, I don't know that I answered that question. I just, for me, it's like, it is what it is. It's what it's going to be until we decide that we're going to stand up and say, hell no, we ain't doing this shit no more. Right. And, and that's what I was just going to say that that's to me, that's what it sounds like you're saying, you know, you, the industry can only treat you how you allow them to treat you. Exactly. So, you know, you got people out here and, and no, no disrespect, even though it may sound like disrespect, because always people, prefer, people always preface <laughs> no disrespect with disrespect. <laughs> but the slut walk and things like that, I'm like, I'm not understanding that. But if that's, you know, if that's something you want to embrace, OK, yeah. but I don't think it's it's something to to. uh be marching down the street about I don't think you know so. what I mean I mean and I don't think so now either. I've always I've ha- I have said I was a harlot growing up you know I, I was a harlot but that's different but I, I'm not about to have a you know a harlot, harlot walk <laughs> right you know what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> I, you know I'm just not about to do that like that was a personal choice and what I encourage young girls and women to take the path that I took no. Why? Because it was mine. Right. My path is not your path. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you to follow me when you need to be a leader. Now, if it's meant for me to lead you, okay. But I'm going to lead you in a way that, is, that will help you avoid what I had to go through, the heartache and, the, and you know, the, the failures and, you know, the defeats. Right. I'll tell you about them and I'll share those with you so that you don't have to go through what I'm going through. But I'm going to show you a better way because that is my job. That's my responsibility. But they're not going to be able to move out here. They can't move like how you would move because that is for you. Your path was for you. Exactly. Exactly. My blessings are mine. My path is mine. You have to make it. You have to write your own story. You have to blaze your own path. Um, Even if you have to detour and, and go do your own thing. But it's always meant for you to do your own thing. We, ha- we have the blueprint, so to speak, but you, you are the architect. You can retrofit and, and tweak and, and do your thing. Well, that... Just be wise about it. Yeah, I mean, just know what you're doing. And if you don't know what you're doing, ask for help. Don't, ask pretend, for help, right? don't <laughs> pretend like you know what you're doing and mess up your whole life. Right, exactly, exactly. Because... Ugh, there's so many jewels, so many jewels. <laughs> just, I, I'm just so excited. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for your career. I'm excited. Tell us where you're gonna be at this weekend, and and some, give us some following dates and stuff so we can follow you. So I will be in South Carolina this Saturday, July 21st, at the Exquisite Event Center um, for the Sex in the City evening. Then I will be, man, where am I gonna be after that? I actually get a break for a while. On the 18th, I will be in Raleigh-Durham for a show. And I don't know exactly where, but it's Raleigh-Durham. They can always go to adinahoward.com and look on the events page and find out where I'm going to be. And they can always follow me on social media and find that out as well. But I got a book coming out soon, um, working on an EP called Diary of a Desperate Housewife. That's going to be coming out next year. There, there's so much going on, and if they just want to go ahead and, and follow me on social media, that's the best way to find out where I'm going to be and what I'm doing. And give us your social media for the people who are slow and won't Google it. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> All that information at the tip of your fingertips, and you still won't do the work. Still won't do it. So sh- such a shame. Um, Instagram, the real Adina Howard. And I always spell it out T H E because people do the uh, T H A or D A, and it's the Adina Howard, um, the real Adina Howard. Let me let me rephrase that. The real Adina Howard on Instagram, Facebook Adina Howard, um, Twitter Adina Howard, YouTube Adina Howard page AdinaHoward.com. There's so much social media; it's ridiculous. I know. Um, SoundCloud Adina Howard, and the album Resurrection is out now, so they can go to AdinaHoward.com and download a copy for free. Or they can stream it on Spotify, Pandora, Google Play, iTunes Music, or Apple Music, whatever they call it these days. You know, it's all on the digital platforms, title, and so on and so forth. 
All righty. Well, thank you so yeah. much for joining me. And thank you um, for having me. No worries. You are so lovely. You are so lovely. Thank and you. I look, your body is amazing. You be cooking all that food. Thank and you. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know thank how. Thank you. But um, it, look, input equals output. I go to the gym. I do my best to eat right. Um, it, it's, I got up this morning and went to exercise. You know, it, I don't eat fried foods to, you know, more often than not. I, that is not in my diet. Bread makes you spread, so I stay away from that as much as possible. Um, sugar, I tell people white ain't right. So that white <laughs> sugar, the white bread, the white potatoes. <laughs> it's not, you know. So stop eating that sugar, drinking that soda. You know, all that stuff. If you want to truly get in shape, you it's not a diet, it's a lifestyle. And I live a lifestyle that allows me to look the way that I look. All right. Well, um, we all can't. We all ain't able. <laughs> you know what? We all are able, but we all aren't willing. Nah, my body ain't never going to go back. <laughs> my body That's ain't not true. You know what? You know what? And you just spoke that into existence. The tongue is powerful. I know, because I love cookies and cakes and pies. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm not ashamed of it. <laughs> she said, she said, and then she said, the white is right for me. <laughs> <laughs> Have a blessed one. Trifling shit and the people who do them. So, last but not least, this man decided that he got fouled too hard playing basketball, and he just simply wanted the cops to come handle that. Now, I don't know what he expected the cops to do, but he called them. Now, this is what makes it trifling, because you know what happens when cops are black people, cops and black people are involved, and somebody may or may not make it home. But in this case, it did not work out in his favor, and he just looked fucking stupid so the next time you think about calling cops um just don't because look at you now you're the laughing stock of the internet and you should be because cops are not your weapon and then the receptionist that called that called it in was like oh it's been an assault bruh he got fouled and he got fouled hard so you want to act like a fucking crybaby the cops ain't gonna do shit not gonna do shit Sorry, bro. Now you look stupid. But anyways, thank you guys so much for joining me. This has been yet another show. <sighs> we made it through it. We made it through it. Parlay with Destiny J. And I'm out. <laughs>